Praise the Lord. Anybody else? Yes, maybe. Anyone else? Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Anyone else? Yes. Yes, me. Who's in there? Anyone else? Okay. If there are no other requests, then we praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Glory, God. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. God, we magnify your name. Hallelujah, glory, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory, God. Glory, God. Glory, God. Glory, God. Hallelujah. Something about the praises of God. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. You don't need somebody else's approval. It's about you and Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You don't have to prove anything. Glory, God. Glory, God. Hallelujah, Lord. Let your life be present before the Lord. Pleasing before the Lord. Dedicated before the Lord. Glory, God. Hallelujah. Let your steps be ordered. Huh? God, by God. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, we magnify your name. Glory, God. We reverence you as being God in our lives. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God, we give respect. Oh, God, hallelujah, Lord, to your anointing, for your anointing. Hallelujah, Lord. Give way, hallelujah, Lord, for the anointing of God to sweep through this place. It's not about numbers, God. Hallelujah, it's about the dedication. Oh, bless the name of Jesus to your glory, your will, your praise. Glory, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, bless his name. We agree with Sister Felicia tonight. Glory, God. Hallelujah, Lord. She's saying, but agree with me because I don't want my focus. Hallelujah, Jesus, to be off. Oh, glory, God. I need my focus to be on Jesus and that alone. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. And I believe God is already doing it. Oh, bless God. For Michelle McCowan, healing in the name of Jesus. Lyle Ellis, continue healing. In the name of Jesus, save travels, Lord, for Sister Jackie and her entire family. Oh, put a hedge of protection around them, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Going and coming back, huh? My God, my God. Bind every assignment of the devil. In Jesus' name. Oh, I bind even accidents. Oh, my, my, my shit. In the name of Jesus. Oh, glory, glory, God. Every sleepy spirit, we bind it in the name of Jesus. Glory, God. God, we call out Stephanie Roth's name. Continue the draw, Lord. We bind every obstacle that may stand in the way of what God is doing. Uh, continue to anoint the woman of God. Hallelujah, Lord. So that she sees and understands what her assignment is in this situation. Oh, bless the Lord. God, continue to rest in this place. Speak, God. To our hearts and our minds, Lord. Whatever you have prepared for us. Hallelujah, Lord. Ha! Through the speakers of this hour. In the name of Jesus. Because we want to believe that it's a right now word. Glory, God. Prepared by you, God. And you alone. Oh, bless the name of Jesus, Lord. Continue to feed us and we receive. Oh, glory, God. The meals that you have prepared. In the name of Jesus, God, touch our leaders, Lord. Uh, pour back into them. Strengthen them, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Glory, God. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray and believe. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Glory, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Any testimonies? Hallelujah. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
this one. This one. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. You know, I feel that right now, that's where many of us are, just trusting that God is there. We know he said, you know, I'll never leave you or forsake you. But sometimes we need to be reminded that he does that. He's so good at it. Um, many of you don't know, but I had three of my bank accounts compromised. That's a lot to me. Hallelujah. You understand and I'm like, this is a lot of money. I mean, it was racking up like $1,200, $1,500, $561. They was like, like, they was dancing with it. And it was going from place to place, account to account. And I'm going to be honest with you all, I, I started feeling discouraged. Because, you know, stuff, you got things that you need to pay. You have commitments. And I begin to tell God what I need and what needs to happen according to your will. And I kid you not, the Lord, I, the Lord got me. I was like, I'm just tired. I don't feel like dealing with this anymore. They asking me for a lot of literature, asking me for paperwork I probably threw away. They want to prove that this account is not mine. Oh, I mean, it was, I feel like, don't y'all have insurance for this kind of stuff? But you know, it is what it is. It was what, they can't do anything unless God allows it, right? And so after a meeting yesterday and today, they escalated it. And that's just one bank, but I'm believing God to fix the two, two more banks, two more banks. So y'all be in prayer with me. And they said, well, you know what? We should start seeing some of your money put back in your account. I'm talking, y'all, I was seeing red. If you know, if you, if you grown, grown, you know what red means. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, no, 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 that's the wrong color. <laughs> I need something that's going to be green or blue. Hallelujah. Black is even better. Hallelujah. Glory, God. And so I'm just going to declare that is already going to be fixed. And, and God is not going to only give it all back, but I feel increase. What I believe, if the enemy is attacking my finances, then that means something great is about to happen in that area. I spoke it in existence, so I believe it's going gonna, it's gonna to come to pass. And then come by next month, I'm going to be coming back and tell y'all, guess how much money I got? I ain't going to tell y'all all of it. But, you know, I'm going to tell y'all, God putting it back, God putting it back, God putting it back. Hallelujah, Jesus. It's just waiting, just waiting. So I believe God is doing it. I'm speaking it, even though I don't see it in front of me. It's already done. And y'all give God a hand praise because it's already done. If you believe it's already done, you just got to say it's already done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The devil can't stop anything. Praise the Lord. Anybody else with a testimony? Y'all ready for the word? I love teaching. Okay, it's Bishop. Praise the Lord, everyone. God bless you. 
Let's look. Um, tonight I want to uh, talk about something that I call, what are you to God? Are you actually that yet? What are you to God? Uh, we're most often concerned about what we are to other people or a specific person. We want to look like something, to be something, to represent something to people. We want people to see us as something. Uh, we're concerned about many things, but have you ever considered what you are to God? Uh, what really matters is what we are to God. The Bible tells us what God sees us as in many places. So I want to kind of go through that with this to be encouraging. You should be able to encourage one another, and uh, it should be encouraging to you. I'm sure that God wants it to be encouraging to us. But one of the things that God uh, sees us as and calls us in his word is believers. Believers. If you will, First uh, uh, Timothy 4 and 12 says, uh, Let no man despise thy youth, be thou, but be thou an example of the believers in word, conversation and charity and spirit and faith and purity so uh, uh, when God says that he wants he has this particular passage of scripture is Paul telling Timothy he said I want you to be an example of the believers that's what God considers us believers so I want you to be an example of that and and and, and we you know believers is something that someone is trustworthy trustful believing a faithful sure and true if you looked up believers in this particular scripture, that's what it will show you. But, but more importantly, uh, to be an example of the believers, the scripture is telling us, and, and, and if you are a believer, because we ask the question, are you, are you actually that yet? So if you're an example of the believers in word and conversation, charity and spirit and faith and purity, a word is something said, including the thought. It's a, it's a, it implies a topic, a subject of discourse, also reasoning, mental faculty, or motive. So you have to be an example of a believer in that, in, in your mental faculty, in something, in things that you say, your motives. He also says in your conversation, that's behavior. So your behavior, you have to be an example of a believer in behavior, uh, in charity. That word charity, that's the word agape, it's love, affection, or benevolence. So are you an example in that? In the spirit, spirit is a rational soul, it's a vital principle, it's our mental disposition. Either a, a superhuman like an angel or divine like God, God's spirit, or the Holy Spirit. So are you, are you being an example of a believer in this, uh, uh, in faith? Faith, you know, is persuasion, is credence, is moral conviction of religious truth or truthfulness of God or, or religious teacher, especially reliance upon Christ for salvation. So are you, are you, are you being an example of a believer there? Uh, and impurity is cleanliness, uh, chastity, purity, or freedom from contamination, is innocence, is correctness. So in this, God calls you a believer. Uh, Paul tells Timothy, I want you to be an example of a believer. And he gives him some 
things that he should be an example in, areas that he should be an example in. Are we actually that yet? Because that's what God says. He calls you a believer. The Bible refers to you as believers. So uh, uh, are we that? One of the things that God refers to us as chosen ones. Chosen ones. In Revelation chapter 17 and verse 14, it says, These uh, uh, shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. So what is saying that you're chosen, and, and that word chosen means something. It's very related to something else that the Bible calls us the elect. God refers to us as his elect. In Matthew 24 and 22, it says, And except these days should be shortened, uh, there should uh, no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days uh, shall be shortened. So, so uh, uh, when, when God calls you the elect, he's saying that you are select or it implies a favorite. You're something that was chosen or elected. And the same thing with chosen, it means uh, uh, the select. It also implies favor. So, so God favors you. You know how, how people, uh, everybody wants to be the favorite. Praise the Lord. Well, God is favoring you, not that you're the only one, but he gives you favor. You're favored with God. So he said you're chosen ones and you're his elect. He selected you. Praise the Lord. Uh, when, when you received the gift of the Holy Ghost and were baptized in Jesus' name, you became the elect chosen of and by God. And uh, this is how God sees us. God, you, you're my favorite. You're my select. I chose you. I, you know, I, I had choices, but you I chose. Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, he also calls you a child of God. In Romans eight sixteen, it says, The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Uh, so uh, that that's very important because that's how you know. In other words, um, bear witness means to testify jointly or to corroborate something. Uh, by concurrent evidence to testify unto. Well, you know what it is like if you testify to something, if you, you call to a trial or you call to be a witness at something and you testify uh, to something. Somebody say, well, you know, uh, uh, you might be their alibi. You say, well, I, I was at their house and you get on the stand and you say, oh no, they were with me, they were at my house. Well, you just got through testifying to something. You bore witness to something. Praise the Lord. Well, uh, uh, the Bible says that the spirit bears witness with us, our spirit, that we are children of God. So God is letting us know. Again, when you received the gift of the Holy Ghost and were baptized in Jesus' name, you became a child of God. That spirit of God in you bears witness with you that you are a child of God. Praise the Lord. The Bible also <laughs> refers to us as a son of God. In John 1 and 12, it says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even them that believe on his name. Praise God. So we, we, we become sons of God, uh, uh, and, and that's a good thing, because that word sons is a, like a, as a child, as produced. In other words, God produced you as his child. That's like when you have children, that's what you produce. 
and, 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 and that's what that refers to, a son or a daughter or a child. First uh, John 3 and 1 says, Behold, what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. So again, we are, we are sons or, or children of God as he produced us. He produced them. This is how God sees you. You know, a lot of times you don't, you don't think much of yourself. Some people think more of themselves than they should. And some people don't think anything of themselves. Well, uh, 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 God sees you like this. His, 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 his vision or his judgment of what he sees in you is perfect. Uh, all we have to figure out is, are we actually that yet? God, am I, am I really this? Am I really your child? Am I really uh, 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 someone uh, that, that um, is a chosen one of you or an elect? Am I that? Some of those things, you don't have any, any, you know, the only control you had over that was receiving him or allowing him to be uh, in you, repenting, receiving the spirit and that sort of thing. But some other things you may have, you may have, you may have control of, or some things that you may have to uh, live up to. Praise the Lord. Uh, but but this is how He sees you. This is how God sees you as His child. Uh, another thing that God see, sees us is as heirs. We're heirs of God. In Romans chapter eight, verses sixteen and seventeen, it says the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit. That we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with Him, that we may also be uh, glorified together. Be also glorified together. Uh, uh, so, so if we're heirs, that that means something. Okay, uh, uh, and and we're going to talk about uh, what that means to be heirs. An heir is a sharer by lot, an inheritor, uh, uh, a possessor, an heir. That's, an heir is, means that you have, uh, uh, you legally inherited of something. You, 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 you legally inherited something if you're an heir. So the question uh, sometimes uh, may come up, well, what, what, is a, um, what have I inherited? What did I inherit? That's what I'd like to know. Since I'm an heir, and if that's supposed to be something good, God, if you're saying that I'm your heir, uh, uh, what is it that I've actually inherited? And the Bible tells us what we've inherited. Um, uh, well, there's some scriptures that tell us that we have inherited um, a promise. We inherit the promises. Promises is a divine assurance of good. Divine assurance of good. So when God makes promises to us, then we have his assurance that something good is going to happen. You know, it, it, it's not like, a, a, you know, some people might promise you something and then they don't live up to the promise. Oh, gosh, I'm not going to be able to do that. I know I promised you this, but that, that can't happen. But with God, it's, it's an assurance of good. Uh, it also, the Bible tells us that we inherit a blessing. A blessing is a benefit or what, what, what might be described as largeness. So, so uh, and then we also inherit the kingdom of God. 
a kingdom is a realm and God is a supreme divinity. So we inherit the realm of supreme divinity. Praise the Lord. But Hebrews 12, uh, 6 and 12 tells us uh, that it says uh, that you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So you're inheriting uh, uh, what, what the promises are. You're inheriting a divine assurance of good in your life. In your life. So, so oftentimes in our lives, I, I think uh, uh, Mimi was talking about how God taught us something about resting and not being concerned about that. And Mr. Uh, uh, Shalanda was saying, look, uh, uh, I have all these things happening with these bank accounts and all this kind of stuff. But God, you have inherited promises. You have a, a promise that there's assurance of good. It's a divine assurance of good. Good is going to happen. You know, the, the Bible says in Romans, all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. So, so we have that. We have that. We inherited that. We're heirs of God. So we inherit something from him. And, and one of them is that. First Peter 3 and 9 says, not rendering evil for evil, or railing for railing, but contrarywise blessing, knowing that you are thereunto called, that you should inherit a blessing. Praise the Lord. So you should inherit, you're going to get some benefit. In other words, people will do things to you evil or some railing thing. The Bible says we're not supposed to get involved in that. We're not supposed to do the same thing to them. With contrarywise, we should bless them, knowing that that's what we were called to. So that you should inherit a blessing. See, the, 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 if you're gonna if you're gonna be an heir of God, then you have to receive the things that you inherited. You want to receive the things that you you know. Knowing that, that I, I mean, I, I didn't know that God. I don't know if you ever had this happen to you. Sometimes you might get emails like this, or, or there was television commercial like this one time. You may have some money here. Do this number or go to this thing and see if you have money that was left there. We have all this money that we can't find the owners of. Like, like it's some inheritance that you had that you didn't know about. Well, well in reality, in the Bible, uh, uh, there's some things that we've inherited from God that we may, not, we may not know about that. But these things are true. In Revelation 21 and 7, he says, He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be as God, and he shall be my son. That's because you're heirs. That's because you're heirs of God. That's what he sees you as. You're my heirs. So I'm leaving this to you. I'm leaving this to you. Praise the Lord. Uh, God also refers to us as, or sees us as, the righteous. Praise the Lord. In Psalms 37, 25, it says, I've been young and now am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. So the righteous are people that are just, lawful, or a righteous man. So uh, um, what God is saying to us is that uh, uh, the benefit of being righteous. We see when he, this is a benefit of being righteous, but that's what he calls us, the righteous. So if you're the righteous, then you have you have this benefit that, that you'll never be forsaken or your seed begging bread. In Genesis 7 and 1, it says, And the Lord uh, said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house 
into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. So the righteous are the ones that are rescued. I don't know if you knew that, but if you, the righteous are the people that are rescued. The righteous are the ones who will be saved. In the whole world, all the world, God saw, sought out Noah because he was righteous. He found him to be righteous. Praise the Lord. And, 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 and because of that, he said to Noah, I want you to, your whole house is coming to the ark because I, I found you to be righteous. So you're not going to be affected by the, the flood or the destruction of the world. Well, that's what we want. We don't want to be, we don't want to be affected by the things. You know, if you look around today, you know, oh gosh, probably since the um, late 80s, I, I was hearing this in church, mid to late 80s. Oh, look, the Bible says this, the world coming to them, because it they said it's going to be war than them. Everything that goes on the news it's an indication that, that something is about to happen, that the prophecies of God is true. And we all see, oh, this is happening, this is happening. But one of the things that throws Christians off is they begin to worry about that. They start thinking that that has something to do with them. Well, God says the righteous are not going to be forsaken or their seed not going to be begging bread. And if you're the righteous, God can seek you out in the whole world and protect you from the damnation and destruction that's going on in the world. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not afraid of what's happening in the world. I think it's sad. I think it's bad. I think it's terrible. But, you know, gosh, so be it. It's not anything that's within my control. And, and you know, I love to say this, and I love this to, because it's a fact, that of all the things that's happening in your life and in the world, none of it's a surprise to God. It's not like he just, oh, gosh, I don't know, what am I going to do now? You know, God shared that with me one time, a long time ago. We were teaching about something, and, and I said, um, you know, it dawned on me that uh, it's not like God is playing chess with the devil. And the devil does something, and God says, oh, okay, that, that was a pretty good move. Let me see what I'm going to do. You know, it, it's already done. He's already won. And, and if we're with God, then we, we don't have that to worry about because we are the righteous. But are, are, you, are you actually that yet? Are you the righteous? Are you the righteous? That might be something to consider. If you are, you, you're one that will be rescued. You, you're one that will be saved. Uh, the Bible also refers to us as God sees us as the salt of the earth. And Matthew chapter 5 and 13 says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is there then, thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot of men. Praise the Lord. So, so the picture that Jesus is, is painting here for you is to understand you know, like we know certain things about salt. Salt is a preservative. Salt is, you know, it has a, it has a certain taste of savor. And if you, if you had a handful of salt and you put your tongue in it and it didn't taste salty, basically what you have is sand. He said it's for nothing to be trodden underfoot. You need to put that out in the road to, you know, seal the bricks down or something. 
because it has no value. If salt loses its value or its taste or its saltiness, then it's nothing. Praise God. But, but, but this word salt means something figuratively. It means prudence. That's what Jesus is saying. You're the prudence of dirt. That means you're, you're the uh, judiciousness, practicality, judgment, and wisdom. So, so you, you mean something. Uh, uh, you have value in the earth. Praise the Lord. So we have to think about that. Gosh, am I, am I fulfilling God, my role as being salt of the earth? Uh, salt of the earth, that's a phrase or an expression in, in modern day society that's used to indicate a very good or worthy person or group of people. You know, uh, that's the, the carnal or the, you know, uh, natural meaning of it that people use it for. But, but, but Jesus is saying something much deeper than that because this is what you mean to him. You're the salt of the earth. You're the thing that gives the earth its savor. Praise the Lord. And, you know, he, he's encouraging in this particular passage not to lose that savor. Not to lose that savor. You know, there, there's so many things you can take from that because, you know, if you, if you look at Christians as a whole, and, and, and the instruction that Jesus is giving, uh, or the 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 uh, uh, direction he's giving here, um, when we if we lose our savor, the savor that we have is all the things that we do, all the things that we mean to the world uh, uh, and earth and to ourselves and to the kingdom of God. Well, uh, uh, the, the, what Jesus is warning against is losing it, losing it. You know, you know, you don't want to lose it. You don't want to lose the thing that God has, has going for you, that you're doing, that the way you're operating in God. You know, and periodically, Christians lose it. Well, I think we talked about that on Sunday. Oh, I was on fire for God, and then all of a sudden I wasn't. I was doing this. Man, it was so powerful. We were doing this. We did that. We did that. And then all of a sudden, that no longer has any value to you. So Jesus said, no. If the salt has lost its savor, where will, shall it be salted? If we, as Christians, if we the believers, if we the chosen ones, if we the elect of God, if we don't carry out what the, uh, uh, God wants carried out in the kingdom, how will it be carried out? Who, who's going to do it? Sinners? Who, who's going to bring the truth to the lost world if we don't? No, that, these are questions. That's what Jesus was asking. There's a lot in that statement that he says. If, it, if you lose your savor, wherewith, wherewith will it be salted? How will the truth get out if we don't tell it? Who who, 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 who going to do it? Denominational churches? No. No, we are the salt of the earth. God sees us as that. Um, in another uh, passage or uh, place, uh, God calls us, we're, we're considered God's sheep. God's sheep. Uh, um, in John 10, 3 through 4, it says, To him the porter openeth, and his sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Praise the Lord. A sheep in this passage is something that walks forward. 
like a sheep. You know, like figuratively, God is calling you a sheep. Like you're, you know, we, we all know the characteristics of sheep. They're led in herds. Uh, but sheep are not very good at leading themselves. They need a shepherd. Praise the Lord. And, and sheep understand that. So they pile in and become a sheepfold. Like that. And God says, we're his sheep. So we should be following him. And he, he says some, 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 some uh, specific things about us. That we hear his voice. He calls us by name. And we follow him. He leads us. Praise the Lord. So uh, uh, it, it, the, the other side of that would be true too. If you're not led by God, then you're really not his sheep. If you're not, uh, uh, if you don't hear his voice, if you don't know his voice, then you, you're really not his sheep. Praise the Lord. You know, a lot of times we, we talk about, man, I think I heard God say this. Well, you should know. No, I heard God say this. And, 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 and when he brings you forth out of whatever situation you're in, he leads you out. The Bible says he leads them out. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day and they were talking about something that God was doing with them and they thought that this was very good, what God was doing. I said, boy, that really sounds good to me too. I, I like that because uh, um, it had to do with working with young people, you know, teens and stuff like that. And, and, and uh, uh, the reason why it struck a chord with me is because uh, um, I was thinking one day uh, last week or week before, God, what, what happened to this thing that you were doing with young people? Is it over? You know, because with just Camille and I, and we just had somebody come over to our house, the people at Boys Town, they were doing this 45 years of girls at Boys Town, and you all had the phrase of girls home and whatever, whatever, so they were talking about it. We had a couple of our girls that previously lived in the first home that came there. And, uh, you know, and I just want to tell you this, that those girls <laughs> there, they are 57 and 60 years old. Just so you understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> so although I look young, <laughs> I'm not. You know, but 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 when we were in that home, uh, one of the young ladies that came received the gift of the Holy Ghost, 81, 82, or something. I don't remember what it was, but it was in the early 80s. And uh, uh, you know, mother wouldn't let her get baptized or anything like that. So never got. But but and then. Uh, um, as we went on, uh, and like we were working with boys again, then we had a boy who after he had been in the uh, home and discarded from the home, I mean left the home and everything, and he kept in contact with us, and he got the Holy Ghost. Uh, and then I think in the next uh, group of uh, uh, set of kids that we were working with was the homes that uh, 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 before and during the time when Paulette was in the home with us. And... Um, uh, you know, we start, you know, God told me at one point, he said, I know that these people have been telling you all this time that you're working there. Oh, Moten's, you all are so good at this. You're great. You know, in fact, if this child, if you can't take them, they just can't come to Boys Town. You know, we've been hearing that for 15 years, 10 years, whatever. And God told me one time, he said, look, I know they've been telling you all that stuff, but the kids that are in your home, I chose them to be there. Because I wanted them to be influenced by what you know about me. I, oh, God, I'm gone now. 
So then we had a group of kids, you know, in that, you know, we had Dion and Paulette and other kids, you know, baptizing kids, taking them off campus to baptize and everything, whatever the case was. And then when I started working with youth care, then it going, God, this is not by chance. This doesn't have anything to do with the fact that Camille and I are witnessing the kids and all that kind of stuff. You're doing something in the world with teens, with the throwaways in life. That's what you're doing. And then at UK, we had kids getting the Holy Ghost. And we went to Utah Holly working and kids getting the Holy Ghost and stuff. And I said, oh, no, you, this is a thing that God is doing. Well, just a week ago or so, I was thinking, okay, God, is that over? Is that done? And then this, this, this particular person was telling me, no, they, that they wanted to start this uh, program and stuff and have kids in it, you know, teens and work with them and all this kind of stuff like that. And I said, my God, it's not over. You're still doing it. You're still doing it. But those, these are things that, 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 that will come to you. These are things that happen when you're, when you're, when you're, uh, uh, working with God, when you're God's sheep, God's elect, uh, uh the righteous, when you're heirs of God, when you're lights. Did I tell you what happened? That God called you a light? You're lights? You, you didn't know about being a light? Look at Matthew 5 and 14. Matthew 5 and 14. The Bible says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Lights is uh, to shine or make manifest, especially by rays, luminous. It's a, a, a fire light. So, so uh, to make manifest is your key in this because to manifest means to establish, to show something clearly, plain, or discernible. Because we are lights in God's eyes, we are the ones that should make manifest salvation to the world. That's your job. That's your job. Uh, John 1, 6 and 7 said, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. Okay, well, that's you. That's your job too. You came to bear witness of the light. You're bearing witness of the light. He also calls us child, a child of light. In Ephesians 5, 8, it says, For you were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. No, this is how God sees you. The only question is, am I actually that yet? A child is something, we talked about that, like to, to God, it's a child, like I produced it. It's my child I produced. And light it's something that makes manifest. So you're a child. You're something that God produced that should be making manifest things. Praise the Lord. That, 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 that would be one of our, our things. That's how God sees us. No, you're a light. Praise the Lord. God also calls us uh, trees of righteousness. Trees of righteousness. You know, we, 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 we said we were righteous, but he calls us trees of righteousness. That's important. In Isaiah 61 and 3, it says, To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, 
to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. So, so you, 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 you list a tree is this, a tree represents strength. Some, anything strong, specifically a chief, also a ram uh, for his strength, a pilaster as a strong support, an oak or another strong tree, mighty, like a mighty man, an oak. Praise the Lord. And, and, and the righteous, righteousness, he says, you're a tree of righteousness. That means that you are uh, 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 rightness, uh, uh, justice, morally, virtue, prosperity, right, rightly. So, so uh, 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 what God has some very high qualities that he sees us as. The question is, what do we see ourselves as? And, and are, you, are you actually what God sees you as? I don't know, you know, sometimes people mistake you for something, you know what I mean? Like uh, one time a, a friend of ours told us we were going out, going out somewhere, and we were sitting down in a restaurant, and, and this had such an impact on me, I can remember what I had on, and this was way long ago, okay? And uh, um, he, he, he looked at me just at one time, he looked at me and said, you look like you own something. You know, what he was saying is the way I was dressed, I looked like I owned something. I remember one time I went looking for a job when Camille and I decided, okay, well, we're not going to be family teachers anymore. So I thought, okay, I need to go look for a job. And I went to look for a job at this place that was a, um, they were uh, what you call like headhunters. They went to hire people. They were like a, an agency that found people to hire, hire other people. And I, you know, I dressed up, put on a suit and everything, went, went to apply for the job. The man who was interviewing me said to me, he said, I, 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 I have to tell you, sir, I'm a little intimidated. He said, the way you look, you look like the people who we work for. Well, you saw something in me that I might not be. Hello. <laughs> That's what we're asking God tonight. Lord, you see some things in me. I'm not sure I'm actually there yet. But God put it in his word, so he's not changing. We have to change. You have to be something different. I mean, unless you're already there. You might be there already. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just talking. But I'm giving you some examples of things that sometimes somebody will see something in you that, you know. Because, you know, you're telling me about I look like the people you work for. You know, like, you know, I'm a little... You know, well, guess what? I'm looking for a job, you know. <laughs> I'm not out of work yet, but, you know, I'm looking, you know. But whatever the case is, you, you, you get the point. Uh, uh, God has called us some things in his word. And he sees us as this. He sees us as this. The Bible tells us in, in some scripture that we're supposed to be living up to you know, the things that we are in Christ, the things that we're supposed to be. 
one of the other things that God calls us uh, 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 is vessels of honor. Vessels of honor. Uh, um, in 2 Timothy uh, 2, 20-21, it says, But in the great house, they are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If any, if any man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. So a vessel is, is, is something, uh, 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 implement, an equipment, or an apparatus. Uh, uh, one of the definitions says, says uh, uh, specifically a wife as contributing to the usefulness of the husband. You would get that if you understood what a help meet is. Because I don't know, you know, like one time I was doing this, uh, uh, sitting here when, 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 uh, between, um, times when I left Boys Town and everything. I used to come over here every day and sit back there in the office and write things and think things and talk to God and whatever. And I was doing this, uh, Bible study, uh, what I thought was going to be a study, uh, um, and somehow I, I forget the name of, but it was for women, because women in the church think of themselves as second-class citizens. Well, how come the man he got to be all this and he that and he that and all that kind of stuff? But that's that's you know that's a carnal attitude, but, but it comes from not understanding. And part of the Bible study was talking about, well, you know, if you were second-class, how come God considers the church his bride? How come he considers you know he refers to the things that are dear to him as the spouse, his spouse, or whatever the thing was. But one of the things that I found out was I, I found out uh, uh, through studying that um, a wife being God said, I make to give you a help me that a help me was someone who uh, they were helping you to be who you are. And I understood the parallel between the church and Christ, because we we I, we I don't have any ambition. I'm not trying to be anything. I'm trying to help Christ be who he is. In earth today that's it and being his bride that's what I should do I'm his help me so so that's what a help me did so that's why you see this in this definition of vessels of honor uh, it specifically is talking a wife that's contributing to the usefulness of the husband well you helping him to be who he is you know I gave you examples one time I, I think I lost my wallet or something and, and you know Camille told me something about oh don't worry about it. God's gonna get it I got mad at you know I'm already pouting. And God told me, he caught me. What was I going to do? He caught me shouting, you know. He said, I don't know what you mad her for. She's doing exactly what she's supposed to do. You know, because one of the things that I was angry about is, not only have I lost my wallet, and now I'm busted being out of faith. And now you telling me what I need to live, trust God. You know what I'm saying? I'm a wife telling me, you know, that makes me even madder. And God said, but no, no, you shouldn't be mad. She's doing exactly what she's supposed to do. She's helping you to be who you're supposed to be. That's what she should have done, told you, trust me. Because that you're supposed to be the one trusting me. Like that. So, you know, I, I learned so much in that, in that, that day. That was before the Bible study and everything, you know. But whatever the case is, uh, that, that's why you have that as a vessel. So when, when God calls you a vessel of honor, then he's telling you that you are a vessel. You are useful to his help. His help. 
And honor is a value. It's money paid. It's valuable. Uh, it, it, you know, by analogy, it's esteem, especially of the highest degree. It's dignity itself, honor. So uh, what God considers you, he says that you can be a vessel of honor. Isn't that something? See, this is what we are to God. But are we actually these things as God sees us? Are we actually that? Am I actually righteous? Am I really an heir of God? Have I, am, I, am I taking the things that God I've inherited? What, you know, I had a note in my phone that uh, what have we inherited from God? What did you inherit? Because that's what you should be living in your inheritance. You know, if you inherited a million dollars, then you're going to go right up to your supervisor at work and say, hey, I'm out. I'll be living in my inheritance from now on. I'm done here, you know. Uh, so, uh, what 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 are you doing? Are you living in that inheritance? Are you really a believer? Are you actually being a, a an example of a believer in the world, in word, in conversation, in in charity? You know your behavior. You, you know, or, are you loving with agape love? That's that's the love of God. Is that the kind of love you have in your spirit, in faith, in purity? You know, are you are you acting like someone who was chosen or elected by God? Praise the Lord. Are you a child of God? You know, God, I'm your child. You know, one of the things that we do, we have children, uh, uh, or we're responsible for children. I need you to reflect what I'm teaching you. I need you to be who I am. That's what I want for you. You know, uh, my mom used to tell me that we, people think you don't have any home training. You know, that's what they're saying. You know, you ain't acting like what I, you know, <clears throat> I was teasing Mike the other day. <clears throat> he called me up and asked me some crazy question, <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, Christina was in the background talking about how crazy he is. And I asked the question, I'm walking around the grocery store and I said, where is the child who I raised? <laughs> you know, where, where is that young man? You know what I mean? That's what I'm looking for. But uh, uh, we were joking, of course, but God is looking for you to be his child. I'm looking for you to be a reflection of me. And you, if you're a light in the world, are you making manifest who I am? Are you doing that? Are you, are you acting out? Are you being what a light is and the salt of the earth? All those things. So, so these are the things that God sees us as. But are we actually those things? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Uh, Father, right now, in your name, we, we thank you, Jesus, for what you teach us and what, what you've said to us. God, we, uh, sometimes we forget what you called us, uh, uh, what we mean to you, what you see us as, what you called us to. Lord, we ask that you keep us mindful of these things and that we might actually live up to them, that we'll actually be a vessel of honor. We'll be a tree of righteousness. We'll be your sheep, the salt of the earth. We'll be the righteous, God. We'll be heirs of you that walk in the inheritance that you've given us. God, that we will be lights in a dark, dying world. Chosen of you, your elect. God, we want to truly be believers. 
We're concerned about a lot of things. We want, we, want to, we want to reflect things. We want to mean certain things to people or to some specific person maybe. But God, what our real concern is, is what are we to you? Your word says that we are all these things. Lord, we want to live up to that. We thank you, Jesus. We praise you. And we lift your name on high. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.